friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you guys have an absolutely fantastic day today, as always. And I told you yesterday it was winning by a landslide, and it pulled extremely hard overnight. And the winner of the product of the week, the one and only HGH Stimulate Formula, incredibly good at increasing blood flow, nitric oxide production, gives you great pumps in the gym with no caffeine or any type of stimulant in it, but helps to give your body the raw nutrients it needs to also actually increase human growth hormone naturally from the pituitary. So really cool formula, one of our top sellers for years, something I use every single day while I train. It's definitely a great product for everybody to try on sale now as product of the week. So be sure to check it out at healthmasters.com right there on the front page. And it, oddly enough, man, I've been watching that's 1,400 tons, I guess, these 10 barges, uh, one with 1,400 tons of methanol break free on the Ohio River, New, nor, again, with Louisville. And uh, golly, just another – Another chemical disaster again. On top of us, saw another train derailment up in North Dakota spilling stuff, but apparently they're going to be able to get that cleaned up pretty good. And, you know, as the infrastructure crumbles, you got to sit yourself down and ask yourself a question. What are we actually paying for at some point with all of these insane taxes? I was looking at this new Pentagon, you know, budget now. They're pushing in almost $900 billion for the DOD, getting close to it now. And, but yet the Pentagon has repeatedly failed audits, trillions upon trillions of dollars that they can't even account for. You know, it was somebody as big as the Pentagon or the Department of Defense and as far-reaching as spreading with all the military bases. I'd expect a little bit of waste, honestly, with something that big. You know, if they come in and say, listen, you know, over the past four or five years, we've lost a couple billion dollars. I'd be like, golly, that's negligent. But when you look at the total percentage, all right, when you're talking about trillions upon trillions that just suddenly can't be accounted for, you got to start asking yourself a question. Is the Pentagon really that negligent? Or are they really that corrupt with the money and doing things behind the scenes and funding black ops? And I think you guys know the answer to that because this infrastructure that we're watching now is starting to collapse, and it's being done, in my my opinion, intentionally. They want to stop the ability for people to be able to transport goods and services and slowly wind everything down. They did this during COVID. I think that was kind of the big experiment, in my opinion, when they first tried to shut down the entire economic engine of the world in the United States. It was an experiment. It never really been done before. I mean, honestly, never, nobody had ever come in and say, okay, listen, the entire United States and the entire world has to essentially stop functioning for a month. Everybody's got a lockdown. We need 14 days to flatten the curve, you know, little stupid comments they make up there with bobblehead Fauci. And they did. They shut everything down. I remember being on Interstate I-4 and running back from Orlando. It was like two days before the lockdowns were going to go in. And me and Lana went up to the mall, Millennium Mall. And I remember it was kind of eerie because it was like 4 o'clock in the afternoon on like a Saturday. And I'm driving back from Orlando. And when I mean there wasn't like a soul on the interstate, I mean it was like my own private interstate. It was actually kind of cool. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I was driving back and I'm like, this is bizarre. I mean, not a cop, not a car, not a person. Lockdown start tomorrow. And I'm like, all right, cool. I'm going to drive around and go <laughs> do what I need to do and get errands done and move around. And uh, yeah, because quite frankly, I don't ever remember having to ask permission to be able to travel freely unmolested on my way. But it reminded me now of what I think they're trying to slowly get things prepared for is the opposite of people being able to not leave their home but simply can't. 
and intentionally creating so much animosity and hatred towards one another that everything just becomes so bitter. I mean, I was reading an article earlier here on Breitbart, and it was talking about this trans resistance network now that they're coming out and they're saying that anti-trans hate has consequences. And there was no other effective way for this trans girl to do anything except lash out and take others' lives. Whoa. So now, so now it's our fault for bringing up the fact that we don't want grown men in lingerie exposing themselves to our children at drag shows. Suddenly that's trans hate, and the only way they're going to stop that is by shooting people. That's essentially what they're implying here. This rhetoric is so far-fetched, it's bizarre. And I did watch the body cam footage that came out yesterday. If you guys saw that, I encourage you to watch if it's something you want to watch. It is, you know, be aggressive at the end. I got to give law enforcement. They were not going to allow this whole debacle to turn into another weird thing like that happened over there in Texas. I mean, these guys responded fast. They were moving fast. I mean, for a, for a local police department, these guys were moving as, about as quickly as you can safely move to clear and breach an entire school. And uh, they handled it effectively, very, very cleanly, and uh, they did well. And, you know, it's interesting because Dad brought up yesterday, isn't it crazy how we have this situation that occurred over here, very tragic incident, and it's unbelievably sad for the families of these children. Again, my condolences to them. Every time I think about it with kids, it just ah, it makes me upset to no end. But isn't it crazy how within a day or two, we've got the surveillance footage, we've got the body cam footage, all this stuff's already been released showing us how law enforcement handled it and how they're supposed to handle it. Yet we have incidences like over there in the um, Parkland shooting where they still, they still have never released any type of significant security footage of anything at all. No body cam footage. Every time you pretty much see a lot of these shootings, there's no footage of anything at all except what they tell you to. So, I mean, this is definitely a rough incident. But, again, I have to commend law enforcement that handled the situation appropriately. And the thing about this is this is why I've continually told people, especially at local schools or local private schools, that an external security or off-duty sheriff detail is of up now. It's at the utmost need and necessity when you're protecting young children because i've heard people say oh well you know i'm, I'm in school sometime i'm a parent i got a pistol on me i got a ccw i'm you know i can do it anyways and i'm like dude you're the last resort you're not the first responder there you need to have an external perimeter security you don't want them to breach the school that is the entire point of an outside perimeter that is the last resort of teachers being in the school and armed. That is effective and it can be used very effectively, but having an outside presence of security or a sheriff officer that's, you know, a good community officer and knows the kids, there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. Especially when you have marked law enforcement, it's always a deterrent to criminals because all of a sudden they go, all right, well, I know this guy's trained. I know he's got an M4 in his car. I know he's got body armor on. If I go up to the school and I go try to breach it, he's going to engage me with deadly force immediately, especially if you're down here in Polk County and you're dealing with the Polk County Sheriff's Department. He is going to kill them. And then they go, eh, probably not the best place to go, which is exactly what happened here. So, again, I consider – I continually tell everybody to consider options and look at strategies because, quite frankly – this is not a situation anybody ever wants to be in with their family. And again, my condolences to everyone because this is very sad. But the level of hate 
and rhetoric that is coming out now from the left, and it's exactly what they wanted it to do. And they're now essentially justifying the shooting by saying that you know anti-trans hate is what caused this, and more of this is going to start occurring because the hatred that we're spewing. Dude, I'm not hating anybody. I don't hate anybody. I'm just not tolerant of pedophiles wanting to hang out with my children in lingerie. I think that's a pretty clear-cut topic that we're all on the same page on. But I don't hate anyone. And this is what they're wanting to do, though. They're wanting to pit everybody back and forth against one another again. Oh, I hate this group. Oh, I hate that group. This hate group. That's hate, 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 hate. So everybody keeps fighting. Everybody keeps getting more aggressive. Everybody starts doing stupid stuff, and everybody acts irrational. That is the overall goal. If you can continue to keep people bickering, fighting, and having massive conflict with one another, you will continue to have events like this, and you will have internal fighting. And nobody we have bothered to see the invisible bars that are being slowly placed around everyone with more and more restrictions, more and more requirements and duties that you have to follow to simply exercise your Second Amendment right. You know, isn't it ironic that who was the one that neutralized the shooter? It was a good guy with an M4. Imagine that. Imagine that. That's how they stopped the bad guy. So this concept that all of a sudden all the good guys and all the law-abiding citizens and all the patriots now suddenly need to turn in their guns and have their guns banned because we want to defend our country, the concept is completely and totally opposite of a constitutional republic. And so people need to continue, and I encourage all of you, have reasonable discussions and topics with people, but do not put out this hate, 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 I hate this group, I hate that group. This is exactly what they want everybody to do, is to continue to incite hate and violence. Because remember, if there is so much hate in somebody's heart, it's very hard and difficult for them, difficult for them to follow Christ. What does Jesus say? Love. It doesn't say you have to go out and you have to be buddy-buddy and you have to accept their behavior and you have to be okay with them doing stuff. He's but he encourages people to love one another, and that is exactly what the opposite of what they want to have happen, and this is why they're putting so much propaganda and rhetoric on the news in the last couple of days about this tranny, this tranny, that trans hate, transphobic, trans violence, and everything. It's going to get worse. They're going to push it harder because they want everyone to accept the perversion that they're trying to do behind the scenes while they tell us we're being hateful for not accepting it. That's their overall goal. You can see what they're doing. We've explained it, what they're trying to do with grooming the kids. So continue to keep your mind strong and continue to speak the truth the best you possibly can. What do you think, Dev? Uh, you're, you're right, Austin. You've got to say no to hate. And, you know, and I've had this discussion so many times with so many of the listeners that have sent me emails at AskDrTedBeAYahoo.com. So many of you guys that have contacted me and stay in touch with me regularly. By the way, thank you for that. It's always nice to hear from you. But I always tell you no precatory prayers, no imprecatory prayers. Because uh, precatory prayers are, you know, calling curses and damnation down upon people, and it creates an environment of hate. And in the New Testament, we're not supposed to do that. And we've called to love one another and support one another and pray for one another and pray they be exposed, pray that they people realize that the lies are being told. But we can't be praying for people to be cursed and for, for people to be killed and for people to be destroyed. You can't be doing that. It's just it's witchcraft. I've, I've talked about it so many times, but you've got to say no to hate. And when you start praying these 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 curses on people – the power that you have that, that raised Jesus from the dead, that, that when you accept Christ, is, is, is unimaginable. And, and you're doing things you know, in the spiritual realm that you shouldn't be doing as far as from a hatred standpoint. It's a, it has to be walking in love. And I've told you this a hundred times. I'll say it to you again. There were four Old Testament precepts, God's relationship to man, man's relationship to man, the sanitary laws and the dietary laws. 
And God's relationship to man and, this, and, and basically man's relationship to man were completely and totally changed through the New Testament. We have to walk in love. As hard as it is, I'm going to cover this in Angel Wars. Oh, gosh, you're going to love the Angels Wars. I'm, I, this has been, I, I'm over 100 pages deep in this thing now, by the way. And so it's going to be probably more than one show, honestly. It's going to be several shows. I may just give off of the week off. <laughs> Go on vacation with his kids. This is going to be one of those programs. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, it's just, it just gets more and more and more detailed, especially when you throw the scripture into it. But we can't be praying imprecatory prayers. We can't, you can't be hating transgenders. Don't, gosh, almighty friends, just love them. You know, and I, I know it's hard. I'm not saying support them. I'm not saying endorse them. And I'm not saying condone what they do. Just love them because they're really confused. They have gender dysphoria. They think they're a guy when they're a girl. And I think they're a girl when they're a guy. You imagine how twisted in their mind that must be. I feel sorry for them. And so many of them, it happened because they were basically given the wrong hormones because of the food or whatever. And when they were in utero being formed to the mother's belly. This is a mess. This is exactly what Satan's plan was for this planet was to destroy it and create inversion, to turn everything upside down all of the time to basically be blasphemous to God Almighty. And when we as Christians come right back behind that, we're, then we're blasphemous back to God because we're supposed to be walking in love and we're cursing people. It doesn't work that way. Just feel sorry for him. Just, just realize that it's not supposed to be that way. And Austin's right. Katie Hobbs, the press secretary now, is calling for more violence against transphobes. Hours after the trans mass shooter murders children in Nashville. It's an article by Jocelyn Berry. The press secretary for Arizona, Governor Katie Hobbs, shared disgusting tweets seemingly calling for more violence on the same day that three young students and three teachers were injured by a transgender who kept a manifesto and mapped out her plan at a Nashville, Tennessee school. These people are left-wing terrorists. Hobbs press secretary Jocelyn Berry tweeted a gif with a woman holding two handguns captioned, Us when we see transphobes. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. And she goes on to say, if you work in the progressive community and are transphobic, you're not progressive, period. End of story. It's not hard to understand that your bigotry is masquerading as feminism. Absolutely is. This, at least Guidus says, not sure these transphobics from the left posters know who they're messing with. And I mean, this, this has got a pistol of a, a picture of a woman, you know, when we see transphobes holding two pistols. I mean, uh, wait a minute. You know, you know, Katie Hobbs mentioned the incident, calling for gun control measures, but then she's not denounced her press secretary's violent threat. You know, Governor Katie Hobbs, her, her, her flag said, are the flags across state and country are lowered for the six victims of the school gun violence in Nashville. We mourn their loss along with the others killed by gun violence. Our schools should be safe places for students and teachers, and this should have been. And, you know, I mean, so I'm not going to read any more of this, but this is what they want, isn't it? They want to have us against them, and it's all about division, blacks against whites, Mexicans against blacks everybody against everybody, transgenders against straights, I mean, gays against straights. It's just, it's all about hatred. And we're not supposed to be that way. We're supposed to love one another, support one another the best we can. Those of us who are Christians are supposed to really, really support one another and just pray for everybody that they learn who Jesus Christ is and they don't end up in hell. That's the goal here. The goal is not to go out and shoot people. That's awful. And go out and cause conflict. That's awful. The Christian church of the first century after Christ died, did not grow and become the world-dominant religion over a period of a couple hundred years because we were going out and praying in precatory prayers and killing people. It doesn't work that way. They'll know that you are my disciples because you love one another is what the word says, not hate each other and curse each other, be bitter with each other. And these people that push this agenda with this constant cursing each other with you know these prayers, they're bitter. They're mean. 
I, I know I know one lady who does this all the time, and she's awful mean. She hates everybody. She's mean all the time. And then I know another guy who hates everybody. He's mean all the time. Is is that what we're supposed to be as Christians? Are we supposed to be recognized by our hatred? No. Come on, guys. Feel sorry for the transgenders. Pray for them. You know, but say, the Bible says, pray for those who despise you and diligently, you know, despitefully use you. Let them know that we are Christians and we're going to stand in the gap for them as, as as followers of Christ. Now, is that difficult to do sometimes? Yeah. Sometimes you get people, sometimes you get relatives in your own life, like people that you know that, be, that become changed and they're not the same people anymore. And all of a sudden you realize that your relationship with them is gone and you realize that there's really nothing that you can do to restore it. At that point, you basically sometimes you've got to just cut bait and walk away. But it doesn't mean you have to be mean to them. It doesn't mean you have to curse them. It doesn't have to be horrible to them. I've, I've got a friend of mine. I, he, he, was, he's, he went through a divorce. He, he and I used to go to church together 30 years ago. And, you know, I've tried to contact him. and He's gone through the divorce and all the rest. And he doesn't return my texts. But it doesn't, mean, it doesn't mean that I'm mad at him. It just means he's going through some serious stuff in his life. and He's having a hard time with his walk with Christ. And I just pray for him. You know, you have, same thing happens with relatives. You, you, you go to get together for Thanksgiving, you get together for Christmas, and all of a sudden, all H-E double sticks breaks loose because somebody's mad about how you cut the turkey or whatever stupid thing happens, and all of a sudden, everybody stomps off mad. And you're like, wait a minute, are we going to really fight about a turkey, or are we going to really fight about something stupid, or fight about the fact that you didn't flush the toilet, or whatever? Who cares? It doesn't make any difference about how we treat we, – we have to treat each other with love. Now, sometimes with relatives. I've learned this, too. Sometimes you got to cut bait with them. You just got to walk away and just say, I'm going to love you from a distance, and I'm good with that. There's nothing wrong with that. What's wrong is the bitterness and the hatred against any group or against any person because all it does is elevates cortisol. That cortisol is a stress hormone. It decreases your digestion. You don't produce enough stomach acid. You stop absorbing certain nutrients, especially the antioxidants, which help prevent cancer and heart disease and you know and you know stress on the body all these different nutrients are blocked and all of a sudden now you have cancer heart disease and you know end up with you know arthritis crippling arthritis but you're bitter you see the lady on the on the porch and she's all crippled up and she's all twisted up in a knot and she's like i hate these people i can't stand it. you hear her listening to her and you hear her rhetoric she was speaking her whole life and her body's completely deprived of nutrition and nutrients and her body's turned into a big knot because she's so angry who did she hurt by hating everybody? I'm asking that question. What, what good does it do to have that type of attitude towards people? I remember years ago, I, I remember I was, uh, I was discussing a relative with Sharon, and, uh, and the relative was bad. The relative was a drug addict, and, uh, and she was trying to defend the drug addict. And I said, well, you know, we don't have to hate them. We just got to pray for them, but we don't need to defend their behavioral patterns either. It's not something we need to defend because if you get into an argument with me about somebody's behavioral pattern on, on drugs, then it's going to create a rift between me and you. Well, that person doesn't even know we're arguing about him. He's at home sleeping on a drug stupor right now. He has no idea we're talking about him. Anyhow, we just got to pray that God helps him and he gets off the drugs. And the person ended up overdosing on a heroin you know, injection. And, and so all of this stuff creates conflict within relationships that you don't need. And it creates conflict between different groups of people, which we don't need. That's the goal of the globalists, the Kabbalist, Luciferian, select weirdo scum that runs the planet. They want to cause as much division as they possibly can because they don't like God. They hate God because he gave us souls. And they're on this planet right now. We'll discuss it in angel wars to do all the nefarious stuff. And there's certain rules that have been laid out on this planet, which they can't breach, and they know that. 
there's certain rules that have been laid on this planet that the angels can't breach, and the Bible's very clear about that. And we're going to discuss all that in this, in this upcoming series that I'm doing. But the reality is, is this. We're in this thing, but we're not of this world. You know, we have been given a great gift by God, the blood covenant from Jesus Christ that changed us in the flash of an eye. Don't you remember how you felt when you were baptized and you were immersed and you were put under the water and all of a sudden now you were like a new creature in Christ and you felt like you came out of the water and you were something different? Or you accepted Christ, you prayed him into your heart, and you felt you were something different, and you knew that something had changed on the inside, and you were never, ever the same again. That's what we have to pray for all of these people, that they come to a knowledge of who Jesus Christ is, and that they understand that God himself came down in the form of Jesus Christ, the exact image representation of God Almighty, it says in the book of Hebrews, and died for you to restore you back to him because he loves you so much. This is a profound mystery is what they, how God did this. And it was something that Satan had no idea that God was doing it this way because Satan is not omnipresent. He's always trying to outflank God, but he can't do it because God already knows all of his moves because he's already in the future. So all of this stuff, the Bible says, had the God of this age known what he was doing, he never would have crucified the Son of Glory because he never would have set up the blood covenant like he did from an omnipresent being. He never would have done that. So he was destroyed. He was defeated on the cross. That's why Jesus said, it is finished. Jesus knew what he had done. So we're just dealing with these outlying skirmishes now. Now, the, the devil's still very real. He's still running around as a roaring lion, seeking those who may devour. But he may not touch you. You're sanctified by the blood of the Lamb. You're in an eternal covenant with God Almighty. You've been, you, you're, you're continually renewed by the ongoing presence of the blood of Jesus and what it does for you as a Christian. That's why no further sacrifice of sins is necessary because of what Christ did for you on the cross. That's the difference between Christians and non-Christians. That's why if somebody claims to be a Christian and they're telling you to curse people all the time and pray in precatory prayers, you need to pray for the person telling you to pray in precatory prayers and pray that God shows them the truth of what they're doing and how they need to be walking in love with people. And I realize it's hard to walk in love with these weirdos. I got that. Oh, so I certainly those I most certainly know that. But you've got to do that. They'll know that you are disciples because you love one another is what the word of God says. Now, by the way, this thing with AI. I'm going to talk about this for a second. So we're talking about omnipresence in God. You know, this is just Lucifer's way to maintain an omnipresent state among the people on this planet, to get them hardwired into a neural link, to allow him to basically send out a command all at once to this, you know, the whole group of people, the entire planet, as he did in Genesis chapter 6, which, you know, is really kind of against the, how should I say, the, uh, the rules of engagement, so to speak. And when he did this the first time, God said, okay, you know, beep, wrong deal, wrong rules, you broke something, flush on the planet, done, all right? This is exactly what he's trying to do again, because he's like, he can't learn from the first time. He's got to continue to do the same stupid stuff over and over again, because he wants to But he wants to be God. He knows he's not God. He can't be omnipresent. The Holy Spirit can infuse everybody all at once for all time space. It's incredible what God could do. Lucifer can't do that. He's a, he's a, he's a created being. He's just a fallen angel. Powerful he was in heaven. He, he'll, I'll give him that. It was kind of like he was the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, so to speak. I mean, he's he's high up, but he still had no idea what he was doing when he tried to take over and do a coup d'état in heaven, which created the angel wars, which we're going to go into detail on all of this stuff. I kind of throw little tidbits at you, kind of prepping you for the show so it's not all overwhelming when we get to it. But the reality is, is that we have to understand that you know he doesn't have the authority of God Almighty. He doesn't have an omnipresent. He's not omniscient. He's omnipotent. He's not omnipotent. 
He just has this ability to control people. Now he wants to do the same thing he did in Genesis chapter 6 where every thought was evil all the time. And and Christ said, as it was in the days of Noah, Genesis chapter 6, so shall it be upon the return of the Son of Man. So in other words, once once these certain rules of engagement get breached, you know, we're going to be dealing with the second coming of Christ, which is great. Come quickly, Lord Jesus, in my opinion, gets this mess over with. But the the reality is, is that when Christ comes back, there's going to be a reckoning. Big time reckoning, and all of this mess is going to come to a screech and halt. But we have to understand something: we've got to still go through as these seals start popping in the Book of Revelation, and it's going to be an interesting world watching. And I was speaking with a, a person yesterday, and you know, I was having dinner, and and uh, they said, "How much time do you think we have left?" I said, "Probably within twenty years, something big's going to happen, whether Christ comes back or something, or the books of Revelation start cracking open, or something's going to happen." But it's not going to be that much longer because it's getting too evil. Because that's what Christ said: when everything gets evil all of the time. And this transgender thing, again, is part of their religious process. That's what they do. It's, it's they want you to be close to God because they hate God because, number one, he gave us a soul. They did not get a soul. They got banished down here to this planet when the fallen angels and Lucifer got dumped on Earth, which we're dealing with those clouds now. They're probably – honestly, they're probably in Antarctica. just thought I'd mention that. Gosh, I'm giving you a tidbit of what's going on with angel wars. But something else is happening here. This is not what we think it is. It's like battleground, battlefield angel war earth and it's just a weird situation for all of us to be in because of what's happening in the unseen realms so god tells us it's not a matter of flesh and blood he said this is principality stuff this is up in the unseen realms and there's other dimensions that's going on so there's some crazy stuff going on and that's why antarctica is so weird to me i was watching a video last night and somebody was getting close to the antarctica coast and some naval vessel basically stops them and says you are entering, you know, you know, forbidden waters, whatever they said. Turn around immediately. This, I mean, there's a full-blown frigate that they're cruising around Antarctica, making sure nobody breached the continent. What the heck is all that about? And why is it if you fly over Antarctica, this is a no-fly zone. You will be intercepted and shot down. Okay, well, we're going to protect you. Well, how are you going to protect me by shooting the plane down? Something's going on in Antarctica, guys. It's something evil down there. And it's just part of the whole lie that they've told us about everything as far as that continent. What if there's that much land more down there? Who's down there? Who, so the angels got dumped down here. It says that in the word. And, 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 you know, so is that where they have their colonies? I mean, who knows? We'll cover that in angel wars. Here's, a, here, here's what Elon Musk says. It's a dangerous race that no one can predict or control. Elon Musk, Apple co-founder Steve Wozniak, and 1,000 other tech leaders call for a pause on AI development, which poses a profound risk to society and humanity. You bet it does. Through a D-Wave computer, to the, uh, the developer of the D-Wave computer said it's like standing before the altar of an alien god. Look it up. I don't make this up. And what it's going to do is in an interdimensional interface into Lucifer's lair to allow him through brain ships and through frequency and through energy fields, and through, I believe five and six G towers, to be able to connect with people and basically cause them to have evil thoughts all of the time. Think about it for a second. Here's what they say. Musk and 1,000 letters and others signed a letter on the Future of Life Institute site. They say the current race to develop AI is dangerous and unpredictable. Musk the industry, and the industry are calling for a six-month pause on the development. Wow. They said they could have catastrophic effects, profound risk to society and humanity. In an open letter on the future of Life Institute, Musk and the others argue that humankind doesn't yet know the full scope of the risk involved in advancing technology. They're asking all AI labs to stop developing their products for at least six months while the risk assessment is done. If any labs refuse, they want governments to step in. 
must fear is that the technology becomes so advanced it will no longer require or listen to human interference. Do I hear Cyberdyne? Are we talking Terminator here? I'm not asking you guys that question. But it looks like that way to me. It is fear that is widely held, even acknowledged by the CEO of AI, the company to develop the chat GTPT, chat, chat GPT, who said earlier this month what the tech could be developed and harnessed to commit widespread cyber attacks. In an open letter on the future of life organization, Musk and the others argue that humankind doesn't yet know the full scope of the risk it involves in advancing this technology. I'll tell you what the risk is. The risk is we're going to give Lucifer a hive mind on this planet, and he's going to control everybody. Just like Jesus said it was going to happen, as it was in the days of Noah, so it shall be about my return. And so this group that hates God hates them because they're one, hates God because they staged a coup d'etat and got cast down here. Okay. And number two, they're not made in God's image. The angels are not in God's image. They're a created being. They're not in God's image. You know, now Lucifer was adorned, but remember, God basically burned him to ash. We got to remember that he's not—he doesn't look like he did when he was so beautiful. He's—he's he's just a—just—he looks pretty awful right now. To be honest, he's all burned up, but he's still running around doing his thing. But the thing about it is, is that we have to understand something: that this is the group that hates God. They're doing everything they possibly can to destroy God. They hate you because you're in God's image, and they're jealous of you. The Bible says this: it says, "Where there is jealousy and envy, there is every evil work." And we've got to get this. They're not your friends. These these this demonic these demonic entities. They have debated, they have lied to human beings. Lucifer is a liar and father of lies. Remember that Jesus still said that. He said that in the book of John. And so we understand that this entity, this this fallen angel, this cherub, was very powerful at one time. You know, as far as in the heavenlies, but he's not now. He's, but he's he's been confined to this planet. The reality is that we've got to understand that we have authority over this because. He wants to be you. He hates you. He wants to be the ruler of the universe. He still hasn't learned. It's just one of these things. He basically is just a – I have no idea what's wrong with his brain, why he acts like he acts, because he cannot fight against an omnipresent, omniscient God that's, that's – uh, it's impossible. You can't do that. But he's so arrogant that he thinks he can. And don't you know people like that? They're so arrogant that no matter what you say to them, they won't listen. They're so arrogant no matter what you say, they're not going to do what they need to do. They're so arrogant that they'll never, ever allow you or anybody else they know to try to come in and help them because they know everything anyhow. You can ask them. You're, they're experts on everything. And it's the, it's the arrogance that causes the fall. The Bible says, you know, that you know, when you when you're arrogant, it's the steps before you fall. You have you can't be like that. You cannot allow yourself to think you know everything. We have to be willing and obedient to the Word of God and to learn. You know, if the Bible says, "Don't eat pork," you, you just don't eat pork. It's not that hard. You know, the Bible says, "If you love Him, you'll do what He commands and do what pleases Him." That's what it says in John. But a lot of people have this version of Christianity where they think they can do whatever they want to do, and they don't base it on God's word, or they or they start making all these excuses as far as why they don't want to do what God's word says. And it's a different kind. Of, it's a different kind of Christianity. It, it really is, and it's sad. And now experts are now using and they're urging people to give AI rights. Experts are now urging personhood rights for the conscious AIs of the future. We should be prepared to give them rights they deserve. Yeah, I'll tell you rights. Here's the rights of an AI. You ready? Unplug the wretched thing. Turn the computer off, get rid of the battery backup, and shut it down. That's the way you deal with AI. You know, remember, just unplug it, okay? Remember how the computer in 2001 Space Odyssey, remember when he floats into that chamber where Hal basically has all of his brain stuff, and he goes in, he starts pulling the modules out to turn Hal off because Hal was killing everybody? Remember that? And then Hal goes, what are you doing, Dave? Why are you doing this to me, Dave? 
I don't want to do this, Dave. And didn't know what to do. It's just because the AI had gone completely out of control. Finally, he starts counting to 10, like A, B, C, D. He starts taking his neural links apart and making him realize he's not omnipresent. He's not all powerful. He's a computer, for heaven's sakes. And he's not going to run around killing everybody. That's the way you handle AI. You don't give it rights. You don't make it sentient. You don't tell it it can do this, give them the rights they deserve. The only rights that, is, that a doggone D-Wave computer has is to yoke the plug and dis- disconnect the battery backup. That's it. And remember that, guys. It's so important that we understand that. And then we have to look at what Joe Biden's done. Joe Biden has done as much, if not more so, than Barack Obama did in causing division among people in the United States of America because everybody knows that you know, Joe Biden's not in control. Rob Schneider said it this way, and I'm not quoting Rob Schneider because I like Rob Schneider. I'm just saying this is kind of funny. I'm not even saying I agree with Rob Schneider, but this is a comment he made. He said he said tells his audience that if Joe Biden was a dog, you'd put him down. Let's be honest about this. <laughs> Sorry, uh, you know I'm not I'm not suggesting that. I'm just saying what Rob Schneider said. SNL alumni Rob Schneider has been growing more and more outspoken over politics over the years, and is starting to work his way into the hands of his up routine. The committee shared a joke about Joe Biden comparing him to an old dog. When dogs get to a certain age, they need humans' help to be humanely shuffled loose from their mortal coil. And uh, I'm not going to go into detail with that because I certainly am not agreeing that we should put Joe Biden down. But even the leftists and the people in Hollywood are beginning to realize that, that old Joe ain't all there, and he's got an issue. Now he's telling jokes or joking about this transgender shooting the other day. I mean the guy is completely out of control, and I can't imagine what the world thinks about us having this elected official like this guy who's basically senile. And everybody knows he's senile. My gosh, he can't even find himself off the stage. they got to geek him up on who knows what kind of medications to get him so he can speak, or they put a body double in and have them speak or they don't let him speak at all, or they create an AI version of Joe, which I'm telling you that's already happened. And that AI version is what comes out and does the speech, and also he seems mentally acute and sharp and all the rest of it. Don't you remember, we talked about this the other day with Tom Cruise, how he came out with that AI version of himself running around talking, and finally we realized it was entirely fake and you couldn't tell the difference. They have that technology. They've had it for a long, long, long time. So you keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. You honor God all the days of your life. You continue to pray for the Ted Austin Brower Show, and I thank you so much for the support of Health Masters, and I'm going to always bring you the good news of Jesus every single day on the show because he is the author, and he is the finisher, and he is the perfecter of the faith, and the same power <laughs> that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, and we're going to walk in love all the days of our life on this show. What do you think, Austin? What's your next story? Well, you're spot on as far as what you're bringing up with AI. And I had a good friend stop by last night from out of town, and uh, he hung out for a little bit. He was very well-versed in this whole area and development, what's going on. And he was telling me, he said he actually did an experiment, and he had AI write him a book. I'm not joking. He should have had him write him a book. And he had to upload about six photos to it of what he wanted to experiment this AI to write about and basically gave ideas and basically a small concept in back of the photos and AI wrote this whole book for him. And he said it was very interesting. He said, because obviously this AI is developing and is being used much faster than anybody even fully understands. And he said, what is starting to happen now is teenagers and college students are now starting to turn to AI to do their projects for them. I'm not joking. He said, this is already starting to happen now. They're starting to use these AI basically platforms to go in and start inputting information, inputting data, inputting what they need, and AI does the full entire project for you. And I told him, I said, do you understand 
how detrimental this is going to be to not only the workforce in the future and individuals that are basically at higher education and learning. I said, but how dumbed down the next generation is going to be once these children start figuring out this, essentially the school hack where most time they do everything online anyways now. Everything's already on iPads now. Nobody actually has to do handwritten stuff much anymore, unless it's, you know, like a you know, Scantron form. A lot of this, that's even being phased out. And he goes, yeah, he goes, this is going to be the end of human civilization as it comes to actually functioning as humans. I said, whoa. He goes, this is it. He goes, because once we have a generation that literally cannot even figure out how to do basic problems, and everything is simply input into AI, and it just pumps out whatever they need it to. He goes, education at that point will be useless. What is the point of going to school for four years if all you're going to do is plug in an AI chat, and it's going to produce your assignments for you? There's, there's no point to. He goes, you're going to see the dumbing down of society unlike we have ever witnessed before in humanity, period. We've never seen this before, at least in our existence. And he said, it's going to be detrimental. He goes, and that's the overall goal. He goes, that way they can keep people as mindless slaves, simply put them in the metaverse, put their 6G antennas on them, input whatever they want into them, and simply manipulate and propagandize everyone to do whatever they're told. And they're literally just going to be mindless robots. He goes, that's what's their overall plan with this AI. And I asked him, I said, well, yes, well, what, what's going to happen as far as with jobs and production? He goes, well, you got to think, man. He said, you're going to have a massive amount of the population decrease. And he goes, there's probably going to be, and this article I just pulled up earlier from the University of Pennsylvania, they're predicting about 80% of jobs will be negatively impacted by AI technologies. They said the fields involving numerical skills are massively at risk. Accountants, mathematicians, financial quantitative analysis – all receive scores of 100 out of 100 for full exposure to AI, including authors and journalists. According to the study, marketing strategists and financial managers are facing reduced risk, along with skilled trades like electricians and jobs, including barbers, framers, HVAC, and so forth. So what you're going to see, again, is exactly what Dad has brought up before. People that actually bring something to the marketplace, people that actually contribute a product contribute a service, bring something that is extremely beneficial to society, it's going to go down to that basic form because what they're going to try to do is they're going to try to phase out all the really, really smart people that can do really good math, really do quantitative analysis and all this stuff. The job isn't going to be needed. The platform's not going to be available because you're going to be able to plug in an AI system and that's it. Why are you going to pay somebody $150,000, $200,000 a year when you can just download AI platforms and pay that system five, ten, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 a year to keep the software updated? This is a problem, guys, and this is obviously where they're going and why they've, been, why they've been pushing it, why they've been encouraging it, and why they've been trying to normalize it now to get this whole system out in the open and start getting people to use it all the time. Very, very strange things we're watching here now, and again, this is why it's so important to continue – to speak up about the truth, and in my opinion as well, decide if you want to actively be involved with a lot of this stuff. That's a big thing that I continue to tell people. If you don't agree with something, if you don't like something, if you don't want to encourage something, well, why do you want to give it money? 
Why do you want to go support it? I've repeatedly said this about Disney, especially when it comes to people coming down here on a regular basis, who I still have heard of, people that I know. Oh, we're going to Disney World for the week. I'm like, well, that's, well, golly. So that's a good way to blow ten grand. Oh, yeah, but the kids want to go. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. I had a fun time when Disney was Disney back in the 90s, and Disney's not Disney anymore. And the amount of woke propaganda they're putting into all of their rides, all of their platforms, all the propaganda is not a joke. And it's being done very, very openly now. They're not even doing it subvertly anymore. And this is why you've got individuals like I saw this article earlier with Liz Cheney. She said the Republicans need to spend less time banning books and more time stopping gun violence. Well, it's funny now because if you've noticed this constant discussion of banning books and Digital book burning and banning books. You notice the only thing that anybody's discussed down here in Florida about banning books are pornographic, perverted, in most cases, homosexual depiction, pornographic books in elementary, middle school, and high school libraries. We're not banning books. We don't want inappropriate material being exposed to young children. There's no banning of anything with that. Certain material you need to be 18 or older to be involved in. That's been a staple in American society for a very long time. That's why you have to be 18 to buy nicotine products. It's highly addictive. You have to be 21 to consume alcohol. You have to be 16 to get a driver's license. There's certain age group platforms that are there for a reason because we've decided as society that young children don't need to be exposed or have the ability to do certain things. If we're just going to come in and say, well, it doesn't matter. Age doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't matter. If a five-year-old wants to go on you know, hormone blockers and a five-year-old wants to look at perversion on the line, five-year-old can do this. Well, at that point, why don't five-year-old a driver's license? I mean, I'll be honest with you. That one. Why don't we let them apply to be law enforcement officer? Hmm? Five-year-old. Yeah, great idea. We put five-year-old through police academy. Oh, and we're not going to fail him because, you know, well, that would be uh, – we'd basically be discriminating against him at his age. So, yeah, put the five-year-old through police academy. Give him a gun. Give him a car. Give them a driver's license. Great idea. You do all the stupid stuff they're implying here. This is what they're constantly doing is the dumbing down of society and making everything right, wrong, and wrong, right. It's what they're intentionally doing. That's why you constantly see now every single week now there's some other grown man that's getting a woman of the year award. They know the guy's not a woman. Come on. There's nobody stupid enough to believe this guy's a female. They know he's a man. They know this entire thing is theater. But what they're doing is they're constantly getting people desensitized and normalizing it. You did this 20 years ago, people would literally laugh, laugh these people off the stage. This, this is a joke. Boo. Throw tomatoes and lettuce at them. This is retarded. This is stupid. What are y'all doing? We're leaving. Now they slowly played that propaganda fiddle for the last 20 years, and now people are actually accepting it. People are standing around. That's why a lot of these female athletes now have gotten vocal. They said, listen, we thought people were going to stick up for us. We thought our, you know, our, our coaches and our families were going to stick up for us. I don't know who's sticking up for us. We're the only ones who are sticking up for ourselves. Our entire sports are being completely and totally dissolved because of this mental perversion. And I get it. There's some people that have some serious mental disorders, and they have issues with gender dysphoria. And that can be a serious problem. I'm not negating that. What I'm saying is – it's our responsibility to encourage them to get help, to help get them good, true help, not let's go put them on hormone puberty blockers. Encourage them to look at biblical ideas. Encourage them to read the Bible. Encourage them to read positive books. Encourage them to be around positive friends. That's what you do. 
You don't sit there. If somebody has a mental disorder and they're living in some type of fantasy and gender dysphoria, you don't sit there and go, oh, yes, I know you're a boy, but, hey, you can have a uterus installed in you and you can have a baby because if that's what you want to do, you can go ahead and do it. You don't do that. I've told you before, it's the analogy. If my son is acting like he's Iron Man, he puts his little Iron Man play suit on, and he gets on the top of my roof of my house, he's way up there in the air, and he suddenly goes, look, Dad, I'm Iron Man. I'm jumping off the roof. Now, my son's really smart. He'd obviously never do this, but if he was, I'm not going to sit on the ground and say, you know what, son? I'm with you. I support your decision to be Iron Man. If you want to dive head first off you know, that high in the air, go ahead and do it. I would never do that in my life, and I don't think any parent would, but yet we're literally doing that right now just in a different topic. Oh, yes, five, six, seven years old. Sure, man. You want to go this route? You want to get confused, and we want to encourage that confusion? Guys, they're doing it to go after the kids. They're doing it to go after the youth, and they're doing it to normalize perversion. People that wanted to be in drag shows for the last thousand years have always done so. Grown adults, if they want to go to drag shows, they can go to drag shows. There's nothing I'm going to do to stop anybody to go do that because, quite frankly, it's not my problem. It's their business that they want to do that. When it became my problem is when they told me I had to accept it, and I had to accept them doing it in front of children. That's when the entire game changed. There is no anti-trans hate or trans hate or whatever this stupid stuff they keep coming up with. It's simply the fact that they want us to accept their narrative, and they want us to accept the perversion, and if we don't do so, they're going to keep trying to essentially incite violence. That's what they're implying. Do not fall into the trap. Do not fall for the propaganda they're putting out there, and do your absolute best to continue to encourage your children to follow Christ. Get them in church. Make sure they're going to a good youth group or a good kids program. Make sure you understand you know, what they're involved in. Make sure you teach them how to defend themselves. That is a lost art that I am so surprised. And I talk to so many parents. I'm like, you getting your kids into taekwondo, karate, or shoot fighting, or jujitsu? Oh, no, no, that's too violent. It's too violent. So what do you, what do you think mankind is inherently violent? You know, have you never read history? <laughs> I, I remember that quote from that movie Fury. He makes a statement that's very accurate. He goes, "Ideals are peaceful. History is violent." It's great to have this great utopia concept that we can just walk outside and everything's just hunky-dory all the time and everything's blissful. And we have that safety and that trust in Christ that we know it's going to happen on the other side. But that doesn't mean that this earth is unbelievably corrupt and perverted. And to live in any other idea and think that everything is this hunky-dory, oh, it's great, nothing bad happens. There are some unbelievably sick, twisted individuals out there. They're sick. And it is our responsibility as parents and as Christians and as patriots to encourage one another to understand and how to handle those situations if you encounter them, including if your children are exposed to them. It is so very important, my friends. I cannot reiterate that anymore because what we're watching right now is going to accelerate rapidly. We have seen some of the most bizarre things start to occur in the last three to four years, and there's no question about it. There's a reason why. 
This whole 2030 agenda they're pushing with the UN is creeping up on us very quickly now on an accelerated platform. Continue to keep your body strong, your mind strong. Also, too, if you need backup security, if you need backup ammo, if you need backup food, don't wait in the last minute. I've had people tell me that so many times that it drives me up the wall. Well, you know, if there's an issue right before anything bad happens, well, I'm going to run the store. I'm going to grab some ammo. I'm going to grab some food. I'm going to grab some food bucks right when it happens. Or if you got some extra stuff, I'll just get it from you. I said, well, I'll be, do my absolute best to help you out what I can and can do. I said, but however, I think that's an unbelievably horrific strategy. That's like saying I'm going to constantly drive around with my vehicle on E with 20 miles to empty. And right when it's about to die and all the fuel is sucked out of the tank, I'm going to pull into the gas station right then. Because you know, I don't, I don't want to actually spend the extra 20 or $30 to fill it up. Or should I say 40 or 50 or 60 or $70 now, depending on what car you're driving, to fill it up. Because I just don't want to do all that. I have the money, but I don't want to do it. I don't want to. I don't want to have a fill tank. I'd rather stay on E all the time, take it to empty, and then go put like five dollars in it, drive around on E right to the edge of falling down and falling apart and shutting off, and then put five more dollars in it. Guys, that's a horrific strategy. I'll tell you that right now. It doesn't work well long term. <laughs> so if you know you need something, if you know there's something in your area, your demographic of where you are. Make sure you're prepped for it. There's nothing wrong with having some backup supplements or backup food or backup any support, you know, first aid kits. Continue to do assessments on that, especially if family and friends are around, and know where everybody stands. It's very important. When you go out with people or friends and family, you know where people stand on certain topics, and you know where they stand on security. Don't be that person that walks around with a gun because you think you're a hard butt and you have absolutely no idea how to carry it properly, draw it properly, discharge it properly, or handle it properly. Don't be that guy. If you're going to use force, if you're going to keep deadly force on you, if you're going to use any aspect of that, understand how to use it properly. It's kind of like driving a car. If you're going to drive a car, you should probably understand how to operate it, right? You're not going to just jump in a brand new vehicle you've never been in before, push the start button and go, I have no idea how to even put this thing in drive, slam it in there and do something with it. I don't even know what I'm doing. I don't have a driver's license. No, you've got to get a driver's license. You have to learn and understand how to operate it. Know what you're working with and understand what it does and what it can and can't do. I encourage you to do that on a regular basis right now because there's some very strange things that are happening, and we just saw that. It's a horrible tragedy the other day, and now it's trying to be exploited as, again, to promote more hate and more anger. Don't fall prey to that. What do you think, Dan? You're, you're right, Austin. I mean we, we, we have to basically stop the hate and stop the anger as we try to do in this show all the time. And I'm not talking about stopping the resolve. You've got to maintain your resolve. You've got to keep on the full armor of God. You've got to dig your heels in. You've got to dig Absolutely. your Absolutely. You, you can't you, – you can't, I'm not talking about backing down. You guys know me better. I don't do that. I mean I'll be in this globalist scum face all the days of my life until God calls me home. That's just how I look at it. But, but the reality is that you know, most Christians don't want to be that way. They want to just you know, be – you know, you know, let's pray for, you know, me, my two, you know, us four no more, be done with it, not consider the rest of the world and what's happening everywhere as we watch this thing go into an absolute AI induced 5G, 6G induced tyranny. An article just came out and said this is another article from a Google engineer who predicted 80 percent future, 86 percent accurate the future. He says humans will achieve immortality in eight years. Ray Kurzweil predicts nanobots will achieve human immortality. The technology will repair cells and tissues that deteriorate as the body ages. Uh, I mean, unbelievable. You know, experts fear that the elderly billionaires will become immortal. Isn't that their goal? To transfer their soul into somebody else to redo their body? Who in the heck is Madonna right now? I'm just asking you that. Go look at Madonna. She's almost 70 years old. Take a look at Madonna. I think Madonna. 
It's not Madonna that's been a running around because she's about half dead for the last 10 years. That ain't Madonna. What did they do to her? A former Google engineer has made a stark realization that humans will achieve immorality within eight years, and 86% of his 147 predictions have been correct. Ray Kurtzville spoke to the YouTube channel Adagio discussing the expansion of genetics and nanotechnology robotics, which he believes will lead to age-reversing nanobots. These tiny robots will repair damaged cells and tissues that deteriorate as the body ages and make us immune to diseases like cancer. This is just more lies, guys. The predictions that such a feat is achievable by 2030 have been met with excitement and skepticism as curing all deadly diseases seems far out of reach. Remember what Klaus Schwab said. It was the fetus argument. This, this is the Klaus Schwab. Uh, by 2030, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. We're going to change your DNA. Those are his words, right? This is their goal, to nanobot you, to tie you into that hive mind. That's what they're talking about here. It has nothing to do with keeping you alive. They want they want ninety five percent of us dead. What it has to do is making the other ninety, the other five percent or ten percent autonomous robots that can be controlled, human robots that basically will serve their masters so that every thought can be evil all of the time. That's what they want. That's not where we're going with this because we're going to stand with the Most High God because we've been bought at a price. We've been sanctified by the blood of the Lamb. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. I love you guys. I appreciate you. Austin, finish it up, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Absolutely, 100%. I mean, that's spot on with all this stuff, and we continue to try to encourage everyone wherever we go and on this show to just stay strong with a lot of this stuff. I mean, this whole AI thing is very bizarre to me. You know I mean? I guess nobody's ever seen Terminator or Cyberdyne or any of that. We joke around about that. You know, When you start having this sentient AI start making decisions and start operating, that's what they've talked about, actually start putting some of these drones, these armed drones with AI technology. That's beyond creepy. So now you start giving AI the ability to start doing drone strikes if they f- see a threat. I mean, where, where, how, where does that go? I mean, it doesn't go anywhere good, in my opinion. And, and so, yet here we are right now. And I mean, watching and seeing this go along, it makes you literally look back and just go, "Wow!" You know, I've looked back now from the '90s, especially when all that technology in the '90s came about, and I was a kid in the 2000s. And watch how fast everything has started to accelerate, especially just in the last like 10 years. And it's very interesting because, you know, as it starts to progress further and further, you kind of start, you're getting this clear picture at the end of the tunnel now where this is going to go and how they're trying to take this. And that's why I've said I'm not a big EV supporter. I'm not an electric car person that I think is a great idea. I'm not an AI person. So I'm like, oh, you don't like progress, Austin. I said, well, I don't like progress. I enjoy progress. I enjoy goals. I enjoy going forward. But there also has to be some bounds and limits on certain things as far as what you think are acceptable. We just start doing genetically modified humans, start implanting AI chips in them. That's what they're talking about doing next. I mean, that's I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> just because somebody can doesn't mean they should. And this is why we've continually watched civilizations in the past collapse. And so, again, I encourage one another, keep the truth out there. Keep talking about what's really going on because there is no doubt about it whatsoever. They are going to keep pushing the lies and propaganda to an unspeakable level now. I mean what I have seen the last couple of days, I mean I guess the last couple of weeks, I mean we had first off the whole thing in Ohio where nobody wanted to talk about this massive spill just unbelievably injured that entire community and communities around such 
No one's talking about that still. Like, it's no big deal anymore. Sweep that under the rug. And all these other events that are occurring. Then we've got the Donald that goes in and just incites all this rhetoric and violence. And, oh, I'm getting arrested. Nothing. Big nothing burger again. The bank's going all this crazy stuff. And now this happening. They want to keep people slowly distracted while they have other things that go on behind the scenes. This is what COVID was all about. Remember what I told you the mask were with COVID? Not nothing to do with safety and security. We already have seen the research and literature on that repeatedly. I've told you guys that and posted the articles and posted the research about masks not doing anything. It was designed to remind you to be scared. If people didn't wear masks, nobody would have given a rat's butt about COVID. That's just the truth. Nobody would have thought anything about it. Everybody would have been, whatever. I got it. I don't get it. I get it. I don't get it. Whatever. I'm fine. It was go test, wear a mask. Go test, wear a mask. This is what they do now. They constantly want to remind you to be fearful. God has not given us a spirit of fear. So continue to stay strong, my friends. Keep your minds right. Continue to exercise. Keep your bodies healthy. If you need anything, healthmasters.com, the product of the week, the HGH Stimulate. Again, one of my top favorites. Be sure to check it out on sale right now. as product of the week at healthmasters.com. We got the new website coming together really good. Going to be updating a few more things, working some of the bugs out of it, some stuff that I want to make sure is really operational, including auto ship, which is going to be really exciting for people who just want to set it and forget it and get your products delivered right to your door at a certain day without ever having to do anything. So I encourage you guys, thank you for supporting Health Masters. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.